And also, Matt is about to take that step this weekend. Amen. And just remember what uh, Brother Dale Swift said. Uh, it, when you take a bite of that, that wedding cake, it changes your life forever. Amen. And uh, so it's the only food that does that, right? I don't know. I've ate a lot of food to change my life. <laughs> my problem is I keep eating it all the time. Amen. Take your Bibles and turn with me to Psalm 128. Psalm 128. If you would please stand for the reading of God's Word if you're able to. We're in a series on Wednesday nights that we've titled, Blessed Are They. Blessed Are They. We're going to read this short psalm here, just six verses, and go back and look at it. Psalm 128 verse 1 says, Blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord, that walketh in His ways. For thou shalt eat the labor of thine hands, happy shalt thou be, and it shall be well with thee. Thy wife shall be as a fruitful vine by the sides of thine house. Thy children like olive plants round about thy table. Behold, that thus shall a man be blessed that feareth the Lord. The Lord shall bless thee out of Zion, and thou shalt see the good of Jerusalem all the days of thy life. Yea, thou shalt see thy children's children, and peace upon Israel. Back in verse 1, it says, Blessed is every one that feareth the Lord, that walketh in his ways. I'd like to preach a message I've titled, Blessed by, Blessed by the Fear of the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we come to you this evening. I thank you, Lord, for our dear folks that are here tonight. Lord, I pray that you give them a special blessing. We know that, Lord, in the heat, Lord, a lot of them working and, Lord, tired. And, Lord, I pray that you just refresh them tonight. I pray that you encourage them. I pray that you strengthen them, Lord. Help us now, Lord, to glorify you and to magnify you, Lord, in the services. And, Lord, I pray that you just give us wisdom, understanding. May the Holy Spirit take control of every thought. And, Lord, may we just draw nigh to you. Bless thy preaching thy word now, I pray. The uh, a marriage, a marriage song. It describes a happy family life and then gives the reason of God's blessings, uh, a blessing given to those who fear the Lord. You look at it in all contexts. That's why they call it a marriage uh, song. Uh, first, understand though that the fear of the Lord that speak, that's spoken of in these verses is not a slavish, frightening type fear, frightful fear but a reverent and a loving regard to the Lord and to His will and to His ways in all things that you do. See, we think many times when we think about fearing somebody or something, it's we many times think about in our language, we think about being scared. And I'm not saying that there's not a, a, a little bit of a, that type of fear when you think about God and His power and His might and His strength and uh, all that He has the ability to do and can do and does do. I mean, when you think about the wrath of God, when you think about the judgment of God, I don't, I don't mind telling you that begins to make you uh, quiver just a little bit. But the fear that it's speaking of here is a reverent, a loving of the Lord, a exalting Him that He is so precious that there's a, and He's so mighty, and and you're, that, and because of that you're going to do His will and you're going to follow Him because you don't want to you, you don't want to disappoint Him, but you realize who He is, and so this is the fear that it's speaking of. Blessed are those that fear the Lord, and so we look at this psalm and we see that God has a plan for us uh, of blessings when we learn to fear Him in that manner. 
The psalmist speaks of God's picture of a happy family here. Look with me there in verse 1 again. It says, Blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord, that walketh in his ways. If you look at that word blessed there, it's the same word that is translated into happy in verse 2. Very same word, exact word. You get on down in, in verse 4 and, and 5 down in that area, you'll find that it's a different word that talks about being blessed by God. And so he's talking about a happy family. The God, and to be honest with you, I would say that if you have a happy family, that's a blessing of God. If you have a, if you have a family that, uh, that enjoys the Lord and enjoys the things that God's given and happy about all that, that's a blessing. Uh, every one of us has probably been around families or, or maybe even some of our own family members and have families that, I mean, it's just like a, uh, it's like a, uh, what, what they call them, WW, those wrestling matches that they got all the time, you know, and, and one of those boxing matches and seeing who can hit the hardest or whatever and, and shouting matches going on and, and it's just, you know, there's, there's no sweetness there. Tonight, and, and, and I may probe, uh, I can't even say it, probe a little bit, uh, probe you a little bit, and prod you a little bit about the family. One of the greatest blessings that you can have is have a happy family that's living for God and loving God. It's a sad day when our families can't get along when there's fighting and feuding all the time, when there's struggles. I've been around and you've been around, all of us have been around different ones where it seems like the fighting and the feuding is the way of the home life. That's not God's plan. And the reason is, is because when you take a husband and a wife, and, the, and you can talk to anybody that, that I premarital counsel with, or even when I, I counsel with after they're married, that the picture that's given there between a husband and a wife is a picture of Jesus Christ in the church. God doesn't want fussing and fighting and feuding in the church. And when we fuss and fight and feud and constantly battling in a home, we're destroying a picture of Jesus Christ in the church. And so God wants a sweetness. He wants a... You say, well, preacher, we're all humans. We're not going to agree on everything. I understand that. I understand that. But you know what? We don't have to fight and feud over it. And the fact is, is that there should be a sweetness in the home and there should be a happiness in the home. And we're seeing kids now that are, we pick them up on our buses and we see them all the time when the only communication that they know in the family is the hollering and the screaming. That's, I mean, you can, you can talk to them in normal voices and they, they just like you're not even there. And so you got to raise your voice sometimes just to, to get them to tune into you because that's what they're used to hearing all the time. And that's sad. The Lord wants us to have a, a happy home and we can have one. He can bless us with that. He said, blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord or happy is everyone that feareth the Lord and walketh in his ways. And that's important. So we begin this psalm with a way to to be happy in our life and happy in our home. It's not just, let me say this, as I, as I preach this, I, I'm, I'm going I'm to bounce back and forth concerning the home and the marriage a little bit, but it's really not just for the home and the marriage. It's for every person. If you're a single person here, it's for you too. This, these principles that are laid down is for all of us. So the Lord is saying, 
the foundation to a happy life, a happy marriage, and a happy family is to fear the Lord. You want a happy home, you want a happy life, you want a happy marriage, fear the Lord. And have that within your home instilled within your family. Let them see that in God. He will bless that and you will have a happy home. This is a, a, is a reverent regard and a love for the Lord that causes us to walk in His ways. When's the last time that maybe you sit down in your home or, or you say, well, I'm not married or anything like that. Uh, are you married yet? No, okay. Anyway, uh, that uh, uh, you sit down with the family, you sit down with your mom and dad and different ones like that. When's the last time you all just talk about how good God is? How much you love the Lord. We talk about everything else. Why not talk about the Lord? Why not talk about the goodness of God? You know, and, and I'm, I'm one of those two that complains and gripes about our, our, the way the government's going and, you know, and, and all this stuff and, you know, everything that's happening and, and all the things and uh, they get by with doing this and doing that and, and, you do that and, and, and it goes on the list like that. And I'm one of the first ones to gripe and complain about it. But you know what? I ought to stop and, and thank God for the goodness of God and His blessings and His kindness and how that He is, has protected and provided for us as families. I looked at a picture, in fact, just before I come up here, I, I seen a picture, I, I pulled up the news to look at, at something, and I seen a picture of, of some, some guys over in the Ukraine, and, and they was sitting on a tank, and a guy sitting up there, it's just a silhouette of them, and I thought, boy, what a horrible thing to be experiencing in your life. To be having to fight like that for your nation, for your, for your home, for your own life, knowing that any moment... You could be hit with a bomb and, and everything. And I thought, boy, we sure got it good. We got it good. Now, that can change in a matter of moments. But the fact is, is that God wants us to begin to, to enjoy Him and, and lift Him up. You might say that this is the Old Testament version of Matthew 6.33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. When you seek the Lord, the psalmist is saying, listen, put the Lord first in your life. Put the Lord first in your home. Put the Lord first in, in the way you do stuff. Put the Lord first in the way that you talk. Put the Lord first in the way that you act. Put the Lord first in the way you react. Put the Lord first in the way you respond. Put the Lord first in your finances. Put the Lord first in your, and just, we could just keep on going. Because you love Him, because you serve Him, you regard Him. And He says, guess what? You'll have a happy life. You'll have a happy home. You'll have a happy marriage. Preacher, how's that going to make me have a happy marriage? I'm going to tell you what. If you, put, if you put the Lord first in your relationship, the relationship between you and your wife can grow in a greater way than it ever could have grown before. If you put the Lord first in your home, your children will grow around the things of God and the, and the understanding of God and, and, 
It'll be a, it, it, they'll understand why you don't do this, you don't do that, and they'll understand why God is so good. And there, there's just that, that blessing of God. But even as an individual that's not married, when you begin to put the Lord first in everything in your life, there's just a peace that rides into your life. There's just, a, there's just something about how God blesses your life in so many areas of your life. When God is in the forefront of your life and when you're living for Him and when you're walking in His ways because you have that fear for Him, that love, that regard that, that magnifies Him in your heart and life. It's seeking Him first. Putting him first. It takes three to form a happy marriage and a happy home. A man and a woman who loves the Lord and that loves each other. It takes three. If you leave either one of them out, you're not going to have a happy home. Especially if you leave the Lord out. A lot of people try to build their, their marriages and and on, on the physical, on the attractions, on the fuzzy feelings. And they sit down, you know. I mean, young ladies, you may look across that table, look at, and you know, you've been looking at this guy, and when you married, man, he was, man, big, strong, and man, had the muscles and everything, and boy, he come in, boy, why and look at that guy. Give him about 10 years, and he comes in, and has to scoot back from the table because something's in the way. He's starting to get aerodynamic on top. And his politeness goes out the door when he begins to burp at the table and put his elbows on the table. You better be more than those fuzzy feelings that build your marriage and build your life. Without that, your marriage and the home is just like any other marriage and home in the world. And might I say good luck? Because without the Lord as a part of that, you're going to need good luck in this society. But to have a happy home, that blessed life of the Lord, you and your family must fear the Lord and walk in His ways. Well, then the Lord will bless your labor as you provide for your family. When you fear the Lord, when you walk in His ways, then the Lord will bless your labor. Look at verse 2. This is following what He just said in verse 1. For thou shalt eat the labor of thine hands. Notice what He says here. Happy shalt thou be. And it shall be well with thee. Not only are you going to eat of the labor of your hands and be happy, he said, it's going to be well with you. Now, that doesn't mean that everything's going to go the way you want to. He said, but it's going to be well. When you fear the Lord, he'll bless the labor of your hands. Now, it doesn't say that he'll give you all that you want, all your wants, but he'll bless uh, that, that you have and, and, and all that you need to be happy and it should be well with you. Philippians 4.19 says, But my God shall supply all your need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Why does He do that? That's when you walk in His ways, when you fear the Lord, when you put Him first in your life, when you uh, follow after Him, when you love Him with all your heart, soul, and mind. He said, guess what? He said, I'll meet your needs. I'll meet your needs. I've often told people, 
over the years that the blessing of God sometimes, you know, in your finances is not how much you put in the bank, but how much you don't have to take out of the bank. We've seen cars go and go and go and go. I remember we was coming back from, I, I think it was a wedding. We was coming down Highway 67, and I was getting pretty close to pull off on Highway 34, close to Piedmont. And all, we was driving a, an S10 Blazer, and, and all of a sudden, I, I looked down, and I heard a noise, and I seen the speedometer go, like that. And we started slowing down. And Janine Lee said, what's the matter? I said, I think transmission just went out. And it was in overdrive. I reached down and pulled it down into third, and it took off. Oh, okay. It's just something happened there. I put it back up in overdrive, and when it dropped under 55 mile an hour, it, it quit. But I put it in third, get it back, and it'd drive fine until I dropped, unless I put it in overdrive. But as long as I was driving it in third, it's okay. So the next day, I took it to a mechanic that I knew, and I said, okay, I said, here's what I got. And he, I said, how much is that going to cost? He, and at that time, he said, I think he said $1,500. And I was thinking, $1,500. I got $15. <laughs> and so I said, uh, how long? I said, I can drive it in third. How long do you think I can drive it that way? He said, a day, a week, a month. A year? He said, I don't know. We drove it for three years. <laughs> three years. Amen. Never put a transmission in it. Everything else worked fine. Had good air conditioner. <laughs> three years. A guy in the church, we found a car. We was going to trade it in and get this car and everything. And, I even, and I, the guy found out I was going to do that. That was in the church there. And, I, and he said, uh, he said, uh, he said don't, don't trade that in. He said, I'll buy it from you. I said, no. Donnie, I said, and he was a mechanic. I said, Donnie, I said, transmission's going to go out. I'm not worried about it. He said, let me drive it. So he drove it. And I told him, he said, you got to put it in third. I said, you can't drive it in overdrive unless you get up. You, I said, once you're up over 55, you can put it in overdrive. He said, ah, no problem. He said, I'll, I'll take it. And I said, no, you go drive it. And then he come back and he said, how much you want for it? I said, I'm not setting a price. You just tell me what you'll give me for it. <laughs> and he gave it, gave me the, uh, uh, what he wanted to for it. I was tickled to death. He was tickled to death. Three days later, transmission went out. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Yes, Janine. Three days, boom, it's gone. And I said, oh, Donnie, I said, I'll give you your money back. He said, no. He said, you told me, you told me, you told me. I said, hell. So it's not always God's blessings are not always what you put in the bank, but how he keeps things going. We had an old, old dryer that I got when we got my sister it was used then and we kept that thing for years and years now I fixed it and fixed it and fixed it and fixed it but it only cost me 15 20 dollars at a time when I'd fix it and it kept going for years and years and years God blesses that way he'll bless your labor he'll bless you in many ways I believe that when we fear the Lord that the happiness comes with contentment of what the Lord has blessed us with for we're well provided for. The Lord provides for you. I think you ought to be happy about that. You know, in Hebrews 13, 5, we're quick to, to use the latter part of that verse. 
It says, for he, will, for he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. But we go back to the first part of that verse and listen to what it says. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. And then he says, for, otherwise the reason is, he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. You know what the Lord's saying? As long as you got me, you got all you need. He says, and, long as, and he said, and you'll never, and I'll never leave you. I'll always be there. So what's he saying? He said, you always ought to be content with me. That's the blessing of God. Because he's going to take care of our needs. He's going to supply those needs according to his riches and glory. We're quick to quote the last part. Said, but we need to look at the other part. That doesn't mean that you can't have or, uh, or some wants. I'm not saying that you're sitting here and you say, well, I, I, I shouldn't want anything. I, 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 you know, I don't want to upset the Lord. I just, you know, and, and whatever he gives me, that's fine. No, you can have wants. But be content with what he gives you. Be content with what he gives you. It's like uh, two little kids. Did you ever, did you ever look at little kids and somebody, you give them, you give them a, a piece of candy and say, now split that and somebody splits it and all of a sudden one's a little bit smaller than the other and they're fighting over the big piece. They're not content with the little one. Well, before you gave it to them, they didn't have anything. I remember Janine was, I think it was Hunter maybe, I'm not sure. He wanted some soda one time and she poured in a, in a, in a glass like that. And she only poured about that much in it. He's kind of, huh? He wanted a whole glass full. And she said, watch this, Hunter. She got some ice and dropped in there. Man, the level went up like that. And he's like, wow! Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. I, I, I get home, she'll correct me on how it was. But she... <clears throat> I made it sound better for the illustration. How's that, okay? Do you know a lot of my illustrations get changed like that when I get home? <clears throat> she says, that's not the way it was. That's not what I was wearing. That's not what we were doing. <laughs> It's the way I remember it. <clears throat> but the fact is, the Lord says, be content. Why? Because God says, I'm going to bless you with what you need. But I've watched the Lord. He blesses us many times way above and beyond the need. It's amazing. The blessings of God. When we fear Him, when we love Him, when we put Him first, when we follow in His ways, the faithful servant of the Lord is, is rewarded for His love for the Lord and, and walking in His ways. Whether, whether, again, it doesn't matter whether you're married or, uh, married or got a home or anything. I, I'm talking about for all of us. And then there's a blessing of a fruitful home and a family for those who fear the Lord. Look at verse 3 and 4. Thy wife shall be as a fruitful vine. By the sides of thine house, thy children like olive plants round about thy table. Behold, that thus shall be the man be blessed that feareth the Lord. The Lord will bless you as you train up your children in the Lord and the way that they should go. When you train them up around the things of God, when you train them up around the Lord, and when you, He said they're going to be like 
the little olive plants that's growing up. And, and, and I, I was studying on this to see what about this. And, and I guess an olive tree, that can be an olive tree. And underneath that, a healthy olive tree there, there will be shoots that will come up around that olive tree. And so the psalmist is liking your home to those coming up under the olive tree. And the blessings are, they're real close to the main tree. You know, we're living in America today where we've got everything. And, and so many times the kids come in, they get this out of the refrigerator, they get that out of the refrigerator, they go off into the room, they eat in there, and mom and dad eats at different times. Nobody sits down at the table anymore and spends time together. God says, hey, listen. He said, you want your, you want your, your family to be blessed? He, really, he says, gather around that table. It's a, it's a good place to, to talk about the Lord and to, and to magnify the Lord in your life and, and, and train up those children in, in the ways that they should go and, and brag on the Lord and lift Him up and, and uh, exalt Him before the, the world and before your children. That table is a sweet place to teach the children to fear the Lord and to follow Him all the days of their lives. The home is where we teach the children to obey. And it begins with obeying the parents. And then they have an uh, understanding of how they're to obey the Lord as they grow up. Can I say this? Um, we got some young, young people in here and different ones and, and stuff, but older alike. We must teach our children to obey. We must teach our grandchildren to obey. You know, I like, I like spoiling my grandchildren if I can. They come over, you know, you want this? Well, I don't know whether mom will let me have it. Mom's not here. <laughs> I don't do that. <clears throat> Janine does, but I don't do that. You know, that's, that's what you do. You give your grandkids what you never give your kids. But no, not to kid you. But we've got to train them up in the way they should go. We've got to get them to understand who the Lord is and to fear the Lord and to love the Lord and to follow the Lord. And the only way that we can do that is that we must teach them to obey us. I'm not talking about time out. God doesn't use time out. I'm talking about biblical discipline with love, with caring. If a child will talk back to mom and dad and get by with it, or a child will, if you as a grandparent will let a child, your grandchild talk back to you and let them get by with it, you're teaching them that they can treat God the same way. hate to step on everybody's little thing, but that's the way it is. You see, God has an order in the home. And the reason He has an order in the home is because He's got an order in creation. He's God. We're not. And we are to obey Him, and we're to obey the, the Word of God, and we're to walk in His ways. If our children are ever going to see that we have to teach them to obey us. But hang on. They also must see us obey God. That means faithful to church. 
That means faithful to the Word of God. That means faithful to pray. That means faithful to obey. Too many times, and, and I don't think we got this here. If we do, don't tell me. But in a lot of churches, parents go home, sit down at, 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 at Sunday meal, and they have roast pastor for, for lunch. And what they're doing is they're teaching those children to disregard anything that that pastor says and preaches. If the preacher's not doing that, you need to do something different as to where you're going to church if he's not preaching the Word of God, not doing what he's supposed to. But don't teach those children the wrong way to look at the Word of God, the man of God, and the things of God. Because what you're doing is teaching them they don't have to obey God. That preacher, this preacher, is a man like anybody else. But the bottom line is, is we've got to teach them to obey God. And we do that in the home. The school's not going to do it. The workplace is not going to do it. They're not going to get it anyplace else. It must be done in the home. The home is, is so important. If children see dad and mom loving the Lord and serving him in fear, love, faithful to the church of God, faithful to one another, it will greatly impact their lives. Psalms one. Excuse me, Psalms 127, the, the psalm right before this, verse 4 and 5. It says, As the arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are the children of thy youth. Happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. That quiver is the home. Make the Lord important in your home, and you'll make the Lord important in the lives of your children. Or your grandchildren, or even your great grandchildren. They'll bring joy then to your heart. Before the fall, paradise was man's home. After the fall, the home was supposed to be paradise. The home can be paradise, or it can be just the opposite of paradise. It's all in what we do with the Lord. Then in closing, when you're in the right relationship with the Lord, you're going to be blessed of the Lord. Look verse 4 through 6. Behold, that thus shall the man be blessed that feareth the Lord. And this now, this word that's used for blessed here, and also in verse 5, is speaking directly of the blessing. Not just being happy, but a direct blessing that comes directly from God. The Lord shall bless thee out of Zion, and thou shalt see the good of Jerusalem all the days of thy life. Look at verse 6 says, Yea, thou shalt see thy children's children and peace upon Israel. You see the blessing here. He said, he's basically, he's given them long life in many respects because he's not going to just see his children. He's going to see his grandchildren. And he's going to see them living for God. When you're in the right relationship with the Lord, it will amaze you how many of your problems will fall into place and they'll take care of themselves when you've got the right relationship with God. When you fear the Lord, the blessing of the Lord will be on your life. No matter what stage of life you're in, whether it's before you get married, maybe you're a teenager, maybe you're about to get married, Matt, 
Maybe you're married, been married for years. Maybe you're a grandparent. Maybe you're a great-grandparent. No matter what stage of life you're in, the truth still stands. The Lord will bless those that fear Him and love Him and follow Him and walk after His ways. You want the blessings of God? Fear Him. Walk after Him. Walk after His ways. You want a happy home? Fear Him. Follow Him. Walk after His ways. You want to see your children, your grandchildren serve the Lord and, and follow the Lord? Fear the Lord. Walk after Him. Walk in His ways. Follow Him. And God will bless. You say, well, preacher, what about people that, you know, they've, they've raised children and they've had one or two go astray? God will still bless and God will still strengthen. You just keep fearing the Lord and walking in His ways. And God will deal and God will work. Amen. Let's bow. Father, we thank You for loving us. Thank You, Lord, that we can have the blessings of God upon our lives upon our homes, upon our marriage, upon our children and our grandchildren. If we will fear you and walk after your ways all the days of our lives. Lord, I thank you for loving me. I thank you for your mercies. I pray now, Lord, that you just help us to determine in our hearts to fear you, to love you, to regard you. That we might see the blessings of God. This I ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Stand with me as a piano being supported.